It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, now, two guys who've discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi-de-ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 375. This is the Polar Bear Wrestling Show. That's the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jeff, the Riz Risden. How you doing, man, after this first non-loss week of the season? I'm feeling good. I, I just made it by this by the very skin of my teeth and getting into in here on time. So I am I'm ready to rock and roll, man. I'm I've been in, I've been in rush frantic mode for like the last six hours. So I'm just find your Quan and go. I could tell. I could I could hear it in your fingers the way they were tapping the keys. All right, we got a lot of talk. Lots to talk about. Uh, let's see. I'll tie it up like a pretzel. <laughs> There's a couple things wrapped up ah! in one there. Uh, Goff is injured. Is it really up to boil? Thank all that is good. Taylor oh. Decker is back. Uh, St. Jude will hit on that again. We've got some great work you guys have been doing on that. We want to thank you for that. A little bit more to go. A look ahead to the Browns. We're still trying to find someone with a expertise in the Browns. I'm sure we'll find someone by the end of the show. Got all that and a whole lot more. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Polar Bear Wrestling Show kicking off. Let's get into it. First, we'll start talking about the Steelers. Um, the Steelers are an interesting uh, concept here. Um, three 16s in that game. <laughs> One of them couldn't play for crap. Uh, tied up. I, is this the most Lions way to avoid a, a season with all losses? This was so... Uh, there, you, you view a, a tie through the prism of your expectation for the game. I expected them to lose. I, I think most Lions fans expected them to lose. So a non-losing outcome is favorable to losing. Uh, but at the same point, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I wish we would have just lost. And you know what? The way that we played in that game, I kind of get that sentiment too because that was an ugly, awful dog of a football game from both teams. As bad of a passing offense be- between the two teams as I can recall in a game. 
um, ever. <laughs> I, I really wish that I had bet you that I would not lose my bet on <laughs> on the Lions in that game. Um, I stood to win 500 balonies if Santoso makes that kick. Oh, um, Chris. 550, actually, because I had another bet. Sandman and I put someone. He was in Vegas, and then I had someone. That, we got the new sports book going on down here in Florida, which is uh, available. Um, I put my money on there because I really believe the Lions could do it. And, and frankly, I think it wasn't as crazy and out there a bet as, as, I, as, it, as you know, it looked like at the time. Um, I think the, the whole concept of that, that water in the air messed things up quite a bit. And I think without it, the Lions do pull away the win. And I'm, I'm a, a fat chunk of cash in my, in my pocket, Richard. That would have been nice. You know, th- there's a lot of weird things in that game. It was weird top to bottom. I mean, the whole thing was just, oh, I, and I could feel it. That's why, I, that's why, and I told you when I was talking about that, you, I mean, you laughed at me, right? And it was rightfully, rightfully so. You laughed at me about the bet, right? Putting money on it. But I'm like, there is something about this game that is, I just didn't know there was so many things about this game that were going to be odd, but it just rattled my bones from the, from the very beginning. I mean, you get, you get Ben Roethlisberger Saturday night coming down with COVID, um, crazy enough, Minka Fitzpatrick, who injures Jamar Jefferson at the end of a touchdown run, now gets COVID. That's his penance for, for the horse collar tackle at the goal line, which didn't get called, by the way. Although I have it on good authority, he is going to get fined for that. Um, didn't call a penalty, but he'll still get fined. Interesting. Interesting. Good times. Yeah. Um, just the, you know, the, the run game, using extra tackles, having Penny Sewell on the right side. There were so many, like, in, interesting storylines, and, and a lot of them actually worked pretty well for Detroit, and that made me happy. Yep. Uh, the biggest problem, though, was the the passing offense. Uh, and again, it was both teams. It wasn't just... It wasn't either team's pass defense that was good. It was the pass offenses. And that's plural. That Mason Rudolph and, and the Steelers offense is, is right there with them that were just god-awful. Like... Like and, and at least they have the excuse that Mason Rudolph's in there. He he did practice with the ones all week, but uh, my God, that guy's horrible, Chris. He's a backup, uh, right? I mean, he's a he backup. is. So, um, so, so, so off, but the <laughs> oh my God! So one of the underlying themes to this game, from a Pittsburgh standpoint, was that they're auditioning Mason Rudolph to see if he can be their quarterback that takes over after Ben Roethlisberger. The subtext to that was this was a game where Jared Goff could have been auditioning to be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. And he went out and did that. Yeah, yeah. That, it, <laughs> 0.1 air yards per attempt in the in the first half. 0.1. So I think the most ironic thing, and uh, Tactile Puma 58 puts it Ooh. up in the, in the chat, Goff literally hurt himself. Throwing a, a forty yard pass, uh, it was thirty yards though. Just so you know, <laughs> but I mean, isn't that just so fitting for a guy who won't throw it downfield? He throws the pass and he hurts himself doing it. It's like, come on, you know. There's a, there's a joke there with the, with it being an oblique muscle, but I'm not smart enough to make it. Yeah. <laughs> also, Santoso uh, and Anand in the uh, chat. So often, the ones we love hurt us, as Santoso did with me. It, I loved Ryan Santoso, and he's looked great. He, he played earlier in the season, problem free. He was great. He did, you know, on, you know, late, late fill in again for Siebert. Um, he's a good kicker, he has a lot of skill. I again, I don't know if there was the ghost of something going on in Heinz Field, if it was just wet, if what. I have never seen him do that ever. 
And the the approach that he had for that final kick, you could tell as soon as he lined up that he was missing that kick. <laughs> and and, and my, my my kids who are well, they're they're busy now after basketball practice. They will each tell you that I said as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh crap, he's missing this. <laughs> like no doubt in my mind, he and, and, up any to suspense it. when I when I saw his <laughs> posture just lining up for the kick, I'm like, this, this ain't gonna go well. <laughs> he just lumbered. You know what I mean? It was like he's. I don't know what happened. I don't. It, know it looked happened. like a guy who had never played golf before going out onto the first tee and swinging. <laughs> and that's what it reminded me of. Just there was no chance that was going in. Yeah, and 100%. and um, the, the, fortunately they took care of business. But now they're on their sixth and seventh kickers since Matt Prater left. And by the way, they did offer Matt Prater to come back. He wanted no part of coming back to Detroit. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was, I forget who it was. I was there was a tweet out about, oh, it was Justin Rogers. How much money we have wrapped up in all these kickers, and it's 200000 less than Prater signed for right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, yeah. His his issue wasn't money. He wanted out of Detroit. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you that from, uh, I, can't, well, I can't tell you where, but you're just going to have to take my word on that. Yep. They did offer him. He didn't want to come back. He wanted to, to try his wares elsewhere. He was he a, effectively ring boring. Right? Yeah. And, and by the way, he made a good choice on where he went because Arizona's as good as anybody. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Maybe OBJ didn't. <laughs> and, and, well, <laughs> and think about, just think about, oh, God, I don't, I don't want to, I don't give away. God, the just, memes from Odell Beckham Jr. about Odell Beckham Sr. are so just, good. Just, but, so but good. Think about the choice, right? There's two real teams in contention for OBJ. Right. Yep. They just had that stinker of a loss, that absolute stinker. They have a bye week, and they're probably about to go get another one against the team that he could have signed with. Who got a win? He, you think? Oh man, that could that could come unraveled pretty quick. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Okay, let's go else. The yeah. weather was obviously a factor. What a what it a happy day to go play a game of football. I mean, it's fun to watch. I love. I wish they would play. Uh, a Super Bowl at Lambeau, at Heinz Field, at the Meadowlands. I would love to see it because I feel like with the snow in the night in Buffalo, right? The, the, I would love to yeah. I feel like oh, that yeah. would make it such an interesting game, so much more trying, so much more to it rather than the kind of, you know, the the domed kind of uh, dry field kind of, you know. Yeah, like like Jerry World or, or Reliant yeah. down in Houston or, you know, SoFi is getting it this year and it. It'll be what sixty five degrees and and mostly sunny. Yeah, like yeah. where's where's the fun in that? It'll be it's it's just you know and and it's great to see these guys perform at the very very peak of their skills and then you get to do that in those kind of situations. It's awesome, but it's also that sense of overcoming the elements. I really really enjoyed that. My luck, it'll happen when the Lions finally make the Super Bowl and, and we'll have another snowball game. They'll just be a disaster, and I'll hate myself. It'll be in Philly that. when they get a yeah. new stadium. <laughs> I don't. Want, I shouldn't wish Washington. Hurt me. Washington will. Washington will absolutely get a game when they get a new owner and a new stadium. In that order. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just got a super chat from Flounder. Flounder, thank you, sir. Again, this guy's like the most generous person I've ever met. Two hundred dollar match for St. Jude donations today for the Fat Boy Forty stretch goal. Oh, my cat! You just saw this thing in the back of his tail. Um, someone helped tie. My match. There we go. We are at very good twenty eight three sixty nine. That could put us up to oh, just about twenty eight eight hundred. If 
you guys uh, help that out. So head to stjude.org slash DLP, stjude.org slash DLP. You can donate and help out the kids. We're trying to do Christmas for the kids. Also have a big auction going at auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. A lot of great merch. I have to get more up. It's it's review time at work, getting all that stuff together, and I got a bunch of people who I've got to write out reviews, and I do that because I care oh, about Oh, look at you. You're the job. boss, man, writing the reviews. You're not the person <laughs> well, I'm getting, getting reviewed. I'm getting some, too, but, or getting one, too. But <laughs> I just, it's something that I prefer. I want, I, I think I owe it to people to give to do a good job on that kind of stuff, and I've had such a, yes. a turd biscuit for a boss the last time and prior that uh, I just, I know what it's like to get that kind of bad, you know, just the half ass stuff. So that's not what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little bit uh, about, a little bit out of it there. But um, I will tell you, you know, we talk, we, we got more about the game here. I just went really quick. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Check this out. This book, if you have to do your own that's review wild. or a review of somebody else or any combination of those, this is the book a la everything. It's, it's got about this much book. Okay, and mm-hmm. this much encyclopedia of information, and it breaks it down. There's six, 167 different uh, areas, and it's like timeliness of delivery output, self knowledge, um, perspective, uh, organizing, all the different kind of skills that someone might use at work, and uh, if someone's unskilled, skilled, or they overuse the skill, some causes for it, uh, remedies, all that kind of stuff. This will, if you're like writing your own self review, I find that really, really hard to not sound like an arrogant ass or not undersell myself. This gives you the words in goal format that you can use to kind of lay out why you're skilled at something, why you need to develop at something without sounding like an idiot. Helpful for resumes, the whole thing. I mean, it's it's what's, what's called FYI for your improvement, a guide for development and coaching for learners, managers, mentors, and feedback givers. This help you write about yourself and other that's people. Good. Need to. That, that's a great way to assess yourself and assess your own skills. If yep. you do your own review like that, that, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's 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 excellent. And I highly recommend it. Highly recommend that book. Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. As you see, I use it myself. Did um, I see we just got a, another donation. We got a Super that? Chat 50 in. For the we'll we'll roll we'll roll that into St. Jude, uh, Don H fifty Balonies. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Don. That's awesome. That's awesome. We'll, uh, get that turned over there. Um, we'll, one reminder though, um, we love we love the super chats, right? We buy the pizza, whatever here and there. Um, but if you go to the stjude.org slash DLP, YouTube doesn't steal a cut of the money. Uh, they take thirty yep. percent off the top. So just just as a thing, again, if you want to help us out, that's cool. Yeah. But we prefer it's, if you want awesome. for the kids go we right through it. there so they don't take a cut and it go all we the pennies go in there. So all right, awesome. Let's get back to the game. Uh, we have uh, Jared Goff, incredible arm talent. Uh, just the the downfield throw, the big I'm completion. Sorry, I can't, Chris. At, I just can't. Thirty yards, the hundred and fourteen total passing yards, eclipsed only by the foot yards of DeAndre Swift. Um, I'll tell you something I know, something I know that I can't tell you how I know. They knew that Goff couldn't handle a wet ball in training camp. They knew that going in. They also looked at the schedule and said, you know, there's not a whole lot going on outside late in the year. We'll be, we should be all right. It was a gamble that they went with, and this is where we are. That goes back to college, by the way. That was in his scouting reports coming out of California. That between the small hands and he doesn't have like 
I, I, we, 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 the, the, tactile. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, he doesn't have that just like strength of grip to it. Yeah, which yeah. is, and, and he doesn't have the biggest hands in the world either. So it's, uh, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, no. I mean, you've seen we've measured mine on the on, on not for any reason other than to see. You know, it was asked in the chat. We saw it. I've got the ten inch span on my hand your, your hand is bigger than mine mine, mine are messed up because i got volleyball fingers yeah but i tell you even with my hand holding a pro-sized ball that's a big honking piece it's, of pig it's, skin man it's, it's significantly kinda, different from a high school ball it, it really is, is. kind of hard to handle even with hands the size of mine and and yeah. it's it's i i understand a whole lot more after we did that i didn't even think about it till wisco had me do it on the on the uh on the show i was like wow if it's that hard for me with eight inch hands two inches less i can't imagine being able to hold on to the ball much just throw it right i mean just but just to hold on to it and and, and to throw it with with you know velocity and spin and zip on it um it, it's something that jared cuff clearly cannot do <laughs> yeah well no give him all kinds of credit for doing away as well as he does with eight inch hands my god does it uh, far he, better than i yeah. ever did i mean he he throws that 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 swing pass a half yard behind the line of scrimmage better than anybody. Yeah. My God, he's so good at that. And and the spin move into another defender to get sacked, he has got that down in spades. I have not seen too many quarterbacks able to really lock that one in like he does. So um, we, we were talking about this on in a in a different chat, not related to the Lions, about quarterbacks who sack themselves more than their line does. And somebody else from who covers a different team brought up Jared Goff. They're like, Jared Goff like loves to run like right where the pressure is coming from. Yeah, <laughs> like, it. it's it's like innate for him. It's it's the opposite <laughs> of pocket awareness. It really is. Oh man, um, Taylor, Taylor Heineke has the same problem, and you're hoping that that Jared Goff who makes what is it? What's Goff make twenty nine million? Heineke makes one point two five. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're hoping that 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 difference in salary would have a little bit of a difference in in performance. aptitude. <laughs> Maybe and we pay for performance here. Right? Uh, hey, what's up, Mike or Mike? Good to see you in the chat, brother. Um, Waldorf, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, Waldorf Lion. <laughs> uh, why won't they give Blau a shot? Does he show leadership in the locker room? This is an interesting concept because if you go back to the preseason when Blau's wife was running in the Olympics, the team yep. was 110% behind him. And I think they still are behind him, in this, you know, as much as they were then. But they, they, they supported him. They had everybody come out, watch the thing live. It was, it, was, it was really, really awesome. That being the case, I think they're not seeing what they want out of Blau in practice and it that was made me. pretty darn clear on sunday when when golf was clearly limited um when, when you have to go to the trainer several different times as both the quarterback and the coach to make sure that the guy's okay you might want to just sit him like okay maybe he's not okay maybe the trainers are saying he's okay but maybe he's not we got a backup quarterback here Let, let's see what he can do the fact that they that they uh, hey oh there it goes sweet don h back um, again thank you brother that's the the, the thought that that he didn't even really warm up seriously tells me that they don't have a lot of interest in David Blau and seeing what they've got. Or in they know what they've camp, got from last year and well, yeah. In and, camp and I will tell you, in training camp and preseason, David Blau was better than Tim Boyle. Yeah. But 
Boyle does offer qualities that Blau doesn't. Um, he does have a much stronger arm. He will throw it down the field. He is he's a very different quarterback from, from Jared Goff, too, which is interesting that uh, it seems like that's the direction that they want to go with their backup, um, who may or may not be starting this week, uh, with, with Goff being sidelined at practice today. And we'll, we'll get up to all that. But it does seem like Blau's ship has sort of sailed for an opportunity here. And, it really does. And think about it. You saw this is one of the things that was so maddening, and I've I've been thinking about it, and this is, I think, where they, they landed. They didn't – I mean, look, he, he effectively – Goff never – through the ball all the great work we had with the six offensive linemen and everything else that got the run to be so powerful and potent for us was basically figured out it it, it took them a bit longer than it probably should have but they realized not only can we not throw the ball but we're not going to right we're just not going to do that and then once they focused and keyed in on it and stopped it things got really wacky really really fast but at that point, right, you see Goff on the sideline. They're putting a wrap on him with a hot pack on his oblique. Well, every, every time he's off the field, right, the trainer's yep. working him. He's got yeah, they're, they're re-wrapping it every single – after yep. every drive. Yep. And so where's your backup? Why is your backup not there? I think, number one, because I think Goff gives you more than your backup. But just, just right off the top, either either one, Blau or or Boyle. But here's the thing that, that is, is going to be the can of worms that comes to us next. Um. He, there's no no win here. There's no win if Boyle or Bob pick one. If if one of the B boys comes up, we'll just keep saying Boyle. He comes up and does a great job and and massively outperforms Goff. Right? You know it's not long term. You know Boyle is not a better quarterback than Goff. You know it. You just you just you just absolutely know that. And he's going to regress to the reality of what he is at some point. And they've seen him enough to know that. In the meantime, you're going to have fans saying bench golf. You're going to ha- it's going to be it's going to be an absolute baloney show, right? And 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 <laughs> it's it's going to be like, oh god, what do we do, right? It's going to just come. Everything's the wheels are going to come off. Eventually, golf is going to get better and go back in. You're going to pull out Boyle. It's going to be a mess. Now, if Boyle does terrible, right? Then what do you do? We didn't even have a backup. There's no plan, right? There is no. We paid two point two five million for that. There is no good outcome from putting one of those backups in there. Neither one of them is going to be your starter next year. Neither backup is going to be more than a backup in the NFL. There is no positive effect by putting one of these guys in. I would say I'll give you one because I, I get this a lot. It allows them to see if it's Anthony Lynn's offense that sucks or if it's Jared Goff operating Anthony Lynn's offense that sucks. Can somebody else make it look better? Can somebody else see if Khalif Raymond is a viable starting wide receiver in the NFL and Amon Ross St. Brown? Because with Jared Goff, you have no way of knowing because he flat out will not throw it. Um, he well, he they wouldn't refuses let him. to. They wouldn't let him. Well, that's, not this that's, Sunday. That's, and that was something. It was, you know, it's a combination, I'm sure, of the wa- of the weather. But even before he got hurt throwing that, that pass, they were not letting him. They already had the six man front out there. That was the plan. That was Dan Campbell's. This is what we're going to do. We're and, just going to. And by the way, it down. worked really, really well. If you've so Devin Bush um, is the 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 Steelers linebacker, and I like him a lot. He's a very good player. He had one of the worst linebacking games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he w- when Matt Nelson went out to block because uh, I've been at basketball practice for six hours today. Mm-hmm. You don't go over the you don't go under the screen on a three point shooter. He did that every single time. Like, dude, 
try to make contact with somebody. He, he that was as soft of a linebacker play as I've seen. And and I I, I watched Joe Schobert play for a long time. Joe Schobert was running with him, um, and he was much more physical. And that's that's not the way that Joe Schobert plays. Um, actually, my, so my boss at the Wires, his name is Neil Coolong. He follow if you follow along on Twitter. Uh, he was he was he legitimately wondered if Devin Bush had money on the Lions to win that game. That that he was like point shaving. Like he he wanted people in Pittsburgh to investigate that. That's how bad it was for wow. him. But but some of that is the fact that the Lions caught them completely off guard. They caught they caught them with their pants down with the, the extra linemen. And I love that even after Nelson got hurt and he was hurt today in practice and it doesn't sound good for Sunday, they put Will Holden in. Will Holden came in and did. He wasn't as good as Nelson. He still did all right. Mm-hmm. He was fine. We played. Um, we played a team that won four in a row. That was a good yeah. team. That include everybody, including you, scoffed at my my thought that we had a chance to win that game. And yeah, they had a backup quarterback. But we played that to the very end. To the very end, we played a good team. And and I credit it to Dan Camp. And I'm going to say it's Dan Campbell's offense, right? And and we'll go. There's a couple things. <laughs> you know I know a couple things. And there's, there's like like you can't say, I can't say. But this I know is our Chris things. Dust time. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Dust. <laughs> what I'll just allude to, all right, and you you said they're wondering whose offense it is. I, I think the, the knowledge is there, and that's why changes were made. But just think about this. They've talked about it. You've seen it in the in the pressers with the team. Well, we've had some check with some headset issues. They've been cutting out a couple times, and we don't know what's going on. We're going to check them out, right? We have to we have to check it out. We can't seem to fix it. We don't know what's going on. That's what was said in the press conferences, and it happened a couple times this year. They they mentioned I think two different games in which it happened before the game. This time, Dan Campbell was down on the field with a headset, checking, testing, and making sure that the headsets worked. Now. Dan Campbell's the head coach. He's got 100,000 other things to, to, to work on and make sure are set up for the game, especially as a rookie head coach. He's got a list a mile long of things, and he's got a lot to try to keep at. But he was still so prepared and so assured that things were right that he went down and tested it himself. Where was the guy that did it last time? Or the game before? Or the game before? Where was the guy calling the plays, testing that stuff out beforehand? They didn't. The booth. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> well, well, and that's Lynn's in the booth too. Well, so. right. But they didn't test it. They didn't go so far because that level of attention detail isn't there. And 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 I and I and I'm not going to go further than that. But the level of attention to detail of running that show is not there, and that's why Dan is is running that. I'm telling you, just straight up, this is. Dan time, and uh, they already know whose offense it is. They've just got to figure was, out how they can get a quarterback with they can get them a win in there, and that's that. Right. But but to the point about bringing in the backup quarterback, I do think that the wide receivers are not being able to be evaluated properly because of the ineptitude of Goff in Anthony Lynn's offense. And and I, so I did a piece today for Lions Wire where where there was the uh, the little meme and, and Brad Congelio actually put it in there. Doctor Brad, who does great data work by the way, did a thing on air yards on third and ten or longer, and the Lions are at one point nine eight air yards per target on third and ten or longer. They are two for twenty four in, in converting those situations. Both of those are handily the worst in the league. Uh, the Seah- yes, yeah, the Seahawks. 
where they're three for twenty three, so they're 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 crap too. But at least they're thrown to the sticks. I go back to time um, spanning weeks six and seven when they had 19 consecutive third down passes that did not have a single route past the sticks that was an intended receiver. It was bad runs and short passes, wide receiver screens. The calls were continuously. So and, 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 and as you know, I am out on golf, mm-hmm. but that is, that is not Jared Goff's fault. Mm-hmm. Like you can ask J- Jared Goff's not an idiot. He's like, what? It's third and ten. How come all my routes are four yard outs? Yeah. You know, like like what what is that? What are you doing here? <laughs> you there's, know, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, there is a lot going on there. And and I'll just tell you, use that that headset attention to detail thing, and you can extrapolate a lot, uh, extrapolate a lot of other situations when that same attention to detail wasn't there, and that unpreparedness was 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 right there driving what's going on with this team. There's a reason Dan's in control. And look, you know. There's another I story. I saw a great uh, story about when Dan Campbell finished up uh, his time in Miami, and it was time to interview for the coaching position. I forget. I think I forget who wrote this, but the um, Anthony Lynn was also going to interview for that Miami coaching position, and 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 he, they'd worked I think in Dallas together prior, uh, Campbell and Aylin, and um, okay. Campbell sat down with Anthony Lynn and helped prep him for his interview for the exact same job that he was going after for that Miami job. Gase wound up getting it, but the kind of guy that Campbell is, he helped a guy who was in quote unquote competing against him for a job, right? He's he's a guy who will will win, will do, you know, will I'll win based on what I got, you win based on your guy, but we're going to we'll work together either way all the way through that. There's a commitment to people. And this is that leadership thing that I've talked about so much with Dan Campbell. Sometimes You've got a great person in the wrong job, and that happens a lot. Yep, There's nobody does. that's going to tell me that Anthony <laughs> Lynn is a is a is a bad person or has no football talent. It just seems like he's in the wrong gig right now for for what what's required for everything else in Detroit and on the team and what's going on around him. That's that's all it is. It doesn't mean he's a bad coordinator. It doesn't mean he's a bad coach or a bad person or any of that. And that's why I think you're seeing things happen, kind of handled and rolled out the way you are. That's that's really what it is. Dan Campbell, if you look at his history, how he is as a person, how he treats people, and how he deals with these kinds of things, he's a 100% class act, and he understands uh, a lot of these concepts. So where are we now? It's going to be Dan Campbell's offense. And Dan Campbell is going to push this. It's going to be interesting because I think we're going to see he's I call I've been calling him Riverboat Dan because he like the the the, the Rams plays, the fake punts, the onside kick, all that. Now the six linemen running it. I mean, he is absolutely I mean, crazy Dan, whatever you want to call him. He is out there just finding all the angles and the ways to pull out wins. He he will do anything it takes. And with the existing offense, he was able to bring it pretty cl- and an injured quarterback, right? Yep. I would have loved to seen a clean weather game and an uninjured Jared Goff perform there. And I don't think we're going to get that chance now. So there's going to be this kind of stain on Goff. I'm out on Goff too. I think he's better than what he's shown in Detroit so far. I don't I know that he's fair. the answer, but I think I think we're probably two wins at this point in the season. Um, with different kind of play calling and, uh, and other things going on on the team. Yeah, so uh, the thing that I liked with, with Dan taking over the offense, and impl- like he saw on tape that, that Pittsburgh was going to struggle with the power run game. 
Like, they also did, you know, the six linemen and two tight ends. Brock, Brock, White, Brock, Brock Wright played a lot, played well. Um, and, and so the crazy thing is, he blocked like a madman all summer. In fact, Dan Campbell even said it because we asked him, uh, Justin Rogers, he was sitting right in front of me in the, in the press tent, asked him, can you just break down like the 29 tight ends we've got in here? <laughs> um, I, th- I think there's actually only seven at that point. And he went through and he's like, Brock Wright, love what I see. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but like he's got to learn to block, man, because <laughs> like, he does a lot of good things. Blocking ain't one of them. <laughs> and you see what he's doing. Week 10, he comes out, and he's a very good blocking tight end. I like that. I, I love the player development that's going on. And I think Dan Campbell's, his mindset is responsible for that. So I looked it up. You talked about them being with, you know, Aylin and, and uh, Campbell being in Dallas together. Uh, Campbell was still playing then. Yeah. Uh, it was 2005, 2006. So he was he was their, their number two tight end at that point. Anthony Lynn was their running backs coach. Um, and the fact that he, you know, 10 years later is, you know, helping helping his old coach try to get the same job that he is. That tells you a hell of a lot about Dan Campbell as a man. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. So I wouldn't expect the the palace drama or anything else. And I don't think, you know, I think the fans react in a way that, you know, wavy hands and hair on fire. You're not going to see that from, from these people. These are decent people who treat each other in a decent way and recognize that sometimes the job and the situation just isn't the right fit. And that's okay. It's okay. We'll fix it. We'll, that's, that's everyone will move on and be better for it. We we are year zero. You're yeah. figuring out. Okay, maybe maybe I made a mistake here in hiring Anthony Lynn. Maybe I made a mistake in hiring Aubrey Pleasant. Obviously, that I don't think that's the case. But Agreed. you know, you're evaluating who you can work with as a coach. You know, you haven't worked with all these guys before. Maybe they're better in a different capacity. Maybe they're just not somebody that you feel like you can work with long term. Yeah. That's what this year is all about. Um, so, I, like, there's a lot of people that freak out about you know potential changes. If Dan Campbell isn't happy with them, they they got to go. Like you're in on Dan Campbell. This this is yeah. the guy that you're building around. Yeah. Um, if uh, and I I don't expect a lot of major changes. Uh, I do expect a couple of position coaches to get offers to leave, and if they do, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I do think there's going to be no offensive coordinator next year, and I wonder if it's internal. I wonder if it's going to be external. I wonder if they'll come in with the quarterback. The, the, I think it's going to be we, 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 got, we got time to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk, the there's a lot of time. It's all, there's a lot of time to talk about that in the future. But let me let me talk about really quick uh, one last thing on Goff. A quarter of his total yards in the game came in a single play, which was a pass to St. Brown. It's, First play of overtime. Yeah, it's it's a lot of a lot of uggy. Uh, okay, now you talked about. Um, Right is a blocking tight end. How about Hawkinson out there? He was an incredible blocking tight end this game. Not one a target. Oh no, not one catch the entire game. I don't know that he got any targets either. It was a, I think, a, just a, a masterful use of his abilities to turn him into a blocking tight end, just to he give him the practice he needs. He has. Am such I, is my sarcasm showing? <laughs> yeah, just, just a little bit. The the penalty, by the way, um, you could you could rightly blame him yeah. for the, pushing that field goal back. Don, Don, you were the man, man, dude. Wow. Wow. Oh, dude. I, I, I'm duly impressed. Another 50 to St. Jude from Don. Thank you. We're up at 28469 69 wow. for St. Jude. That's, Saint that's Jude. like $800 more than when we stopped doing this thing a little over a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, Saint actually, Jude. more than that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. St. Jude.org slash DLP. Uh, stretch Keep giving, boys yeah. and ladies. 
Stretch Ladies goal here. We're looking for thirty grand from the twenty-five grand was the original goal. Now we have uh, a guy getting a t- uh, tattoo at the the party this this training camp season. He's in on that. When we get to thirty k, and of course I'll do the filming of a grand spectacular fat boy forty. Woo! There's an open question out there, Riz, about your pie. Um, when can we expect that? Oh. Not, not tonight. We had somebody ready to deliver <laughs> the night of St. Jude. I we, know. We don't know. want a pi- we don't want the pie assassin to roll it, out. It, 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 uh, <laughs> that, that, that would actually be really fun, though. Um, Do you remember that? You saw the video. I showed the video of the pie assassin, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't want to open the that door to good. that. You're going to be going somewhere important, and you know it's going to get you. <laughs> you know I'm in town coming up here. Were those the real dates? Oh no. Somebody needs to get a hold of my daughter because she and I will be together this weekend. We're going to Fort Wayne for a basketball tournament. She would love to slam a pie in my face unwittingly. It'd be fun. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I that I completely forgotten about that to be honest with you. So that that's that's all on me. We will get we will we will get that done. Um, I'm single dad this week. My wife is actually flying home from Chris's hinterlands in Tampa. Um, she got to do business travel for the first time this week, so it's been an exciting time. Um, I have two kids that are have basketball practices in two different cities at the exact same time all week. Uh, I'm tired, guys. <laughs> you know, it's, dude, it's, I'm, it's so I'm funny. I get, when, when my wife is gone, there is no one I give more credit to than single parents. I can't believe oh, yeah. how hard it is. And I only have to do it for a week with a fully grown and capable, you know, set now 17-year-old yeah. kid. I mean, I just – I undersell the difficulty level and and more power just the little things of like getting them going in the morning like my wife gets up before me so she's responsible for like getting them out of bed and i'll help make breakfast and i'll help make you know school lunches and stuff like that but like doing all that 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 that, that's a rough way to start the day man they they get out the door well actually i drive them to school um (laughs) you know i get back it's like eight 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 fifteen i'm like damn i need a nap y'all i've been up for two and a half hours already (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so let's get back to the, the incredible blocking capabilities of TJ Hawkinson. Is this something we need to see him for the rest of the, well, the eight or nine games? We've it got was last better than Ebron's, right? Oh, oh I, I did. I That was the only thing that would have made that game like unbearable is if Ebron had a game, you know, like so many people do against the Lions. But he was – my favorite part was he tried to hurdle. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> If we gave out the helmet stickers, oh. boom, you get three for that one, buddy. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. So yeah, Hawkinson. What do you What do you think? Is that his role now? Do we uh, Do we have him in a in a in a blocking position for the rest of the year? He was incredible. I want to say that they thought he would do better than he did at the role. Uh, again, this Pittsburgh's an interesting. They have two really really good coverage linebackers in Devin Bush and Joe Schobert in their off-ball linebacker positions. And I think the goal was to confuse them a little bit with Hawkinson. Like, uh, why, is, why, is he, why is he not running routes? What do I do on this play now? Right. Um, and it clearly flummoxed Devin Bush because he had a shit game. Um, Joe Schobert did not. Joe Schobert played well, and he figured things out pretty quickly. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy for him. He's a really, really good dude. Uh, I got to know him a little bit when he was in Cleveland. I like that guy a lot. This was a, this is a guy that Detroit would embrace and love. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. So I, I think that was more game specific. Cleveland is a very different animal um, coming up. 
Uh, if you watched Cleveland at all over the weekend, and I'm sorry if you did, they lost uh, 45 to 7 and they scored first. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Their linebackers are what Lions fans would absolutely despise in that they're – it's hard to describe. They have a guy, Mac Wilson, who's a very good athlete who has no clue what he's doing most of the time. He's like Alex Anzalone if Alex Anzalone wasn't savvy. Do you, do you mean Alex Anzalone? Anzalone, <laughs> Yeah. I can't do that without the, the up inflection. It's me, Ancelone. I'm a linebacker. I'm a little tight in the shorts. I threw the banana at a Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, so they, they have Jeremiah Owosu-Koromo, their second-round pick, really good off-ball linebacker. He doesn't play all that much. They're trying to save him for the Ravens game because his, de- his designated role is to be a spy for mobile quarterbacks. And the Browns play Lamar Jackson back-to-back. They go Detroit, Baltimore, by Baltimore. Uh, and, and he's coming off of an injury that he missed some time with, so they're, I don't expect to see him a lot. Their linebacker coverage, their linebacker safety mesh points are an um, absolute disaster area. And Mac Jones picked, the, picked them apart, used tight ends, used, used wide receivers. Um, the, the blueprint for the Lions' victory is absolutely in what New England did. And that involves TJ Hawkinson being a receiver in the intermediate range, that 8 to 15-yard yep. range, because the Browns don't cover that well. They don't tackle well after it. Which is interesting, and a great way to attack the Lions as well. It is, uh, <laughs> funny enough. Can I, can I come, just really quick, it, it, it strikes me as I think about this, because the linebacking crew in, in Pittsburgh, the front seven, are really, really stellar. They're, they're, they're a great. great bunch. They're great. And not only did we flummox them, Right. We attacked them. Think about yes. this. Think about this. This is that kneecap thing. And I haven't heard anyone talk about this, actually. We didn't just try to scheme around them or like outdo. We attacked their the strength of their defense and knocked it flat on its rear end. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this should have been a 35 to 13 kind of game on a normal day. Right. And we kicked that defense's ass Uh and they there's did a lot not to be said about down. that. They, they went at it. Yes, they said, "You know what? We're putting six. We're going to put six men on the line. We're going to go kick you right in the teeth where you think you're the best, and we're going to beat you." And they did for a long time. They beat them they for did. a long time they doing absolutely that. Absolutely did. And I, I would say that if Jermar Jefferson didn't get hurt, yeah. if they would have used Godwin Igwebuike a little bit more and a little bit less, no, DeAndre Swift had a good game. I will not. I will not disparage his game. But I it could have been right. better with more use up the middle yeah. from what the Jamar's style and Godwin's style. Um, DeAndre did it for a while. He did it for like the three drives after Jefferson went out. When he ran inside, he went where the hole is designed to be, and he didn't hesitate, and it worked. And then he he got stuffed once, and then after that, he's like. Um, looking for the hole instead of just going to it, and it didn't work as well. Yep. Um, so some of that's on Swift as well. Um, you you got to look. He had a great game. Yeah. It could have been better though, and and I wish that. I think his style the, lent itself to what he did, but absolutely you needed that other back. Jamal Williams is the guy, you know, because you'd say yep. Jamar. Jamal would have been the guy that did Jamal Jamar's great. job, right? We would have. I, you know, let's put it that. I'll go on the on the limb. I hadn't even thought of this really. Jamal Williams plays that game, and we win. Oh, I, I have zero doubt about that. Yeah, because that that gives you more viability on 
on short yardage gains. I, I think instead of some of the the swing, like Pittsburgh's defense caught on pretty quickly to the swing pass. Yep. If Goff is taken in the shotgun, their safeties were flying to the outside because he did not use the middle of the field. He was only throwing to the outsides. He was very clear where he was going with it. And you saw them blow those plays up. If Jamal Williams, a, a viable between the tackles threat is in there, a guy who can make make, make Cam Hayward, make Stephon it, make those guys miss with that first tackle, they can't do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and Swift, you know, again, Swift had a very good game, did what he did well, well, but when he was asked to do what Jamal does well, he did it for a while, and then it, then it tailed off. And, and yep. again, some of that has to also do with the fact that Matt Nelson went out at that point. Um, I would have loved to have seen Jason Cabinda more. Mm. I'll tell you this, if you want to beat the Browns, you better play a fullback more. Yeah. Um, they do not handle fullbacks at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, that's interesting. I mean, basically, we went in, we wrestled the polar bear and did a better job than like a Kenyan ever would against a little doe. Um, let's get into the Diamond CBD injury report and analysis um, really quick. The slack was lit, baby. <laughs> Diamond CBD. Uh, CBD.teachartlinespodcast.com. Get all your needs together. Take care of head. Uh, how do you do that? Pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Those are the things that are getting at you. CBD will help you. Regular CBD will do that. And you can still pass yourself a nice drug test and do all the things you have to do. You won't feel any effects other than the elimination of pain, anxiety, or, or alleviation of pain, anxiety, and insomnia. You have the other stuff. You have the Delta 8, which is going to give you a buzz. It's going to take care of all those other things, too. And it is a good ride. It is a good indica, plant your butt in this couch kind of ride. Um, but some places it's illegal. You can't do that anymore. They now have active CBD. I just saw they have tiki uh, gummies that I haven't tried, but they just look incredible. That stuff will give you a good time give you a lot of fun go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com and take care of yourself help the podcast by doing something you were going to do anyway all right good stuff lots of fun there and uh like i said it's a great way to support the show doing something you're gonna do anyway island mixed flavor for my knees don yeah i've been using this cream i'm telling you the just the the cb cream is my go-to uh, I want going, some. I got my. Gotta order some. I got a shingles vaccine yesterday, a hepatitis A, the second vaccine, and the flu shot, all in my two little arms yesterday. And a little bit of cream helped make. I, I was working out again this morning. I was back on the bench, so it was good. All right, injury report. Jared Goff, as we know, he's it's he's obtuse and oblique. He's uh, down for now. He was at practice, but DNP. Uh, Trey Flowers did not practice today. Jamar Jefferson did not practice today. Matt Nelson did not practice today. Tracy Walker, I knew immediately when I saw him that it was a concussion. And it's caused by, you can tell, it's called the fencing response. He was on the ground. It's when their their hands go up and awkward and they don't really have control. Immediately, you could see he was in the fencing response. He took a shot to the head in that tackle. He was done. You knew he was not coming back that game yeah. at all. End of story. Um, I'm just freaking amazed he was limited practice today. <laughs> I have no idea. Must, how must have been a mild concussion. Yeah. Um, so, And the deal is concussion protocol. You have to go through a full practice once. That's the limited part of today. That They're testing now. If he's asymptomatic tomorrow, he can practice in full um, and if he does that and is asymptomatic on Friday, he's cleared to play. Can we just revisit Tracy Walker really quick? Because sure. he took a lot of stank from us last year because we, we were really disappointed in his play. 
can we officially attribute that to Matt Patricia now and say we love Casey yes. Walker again? <laughs> we're yes. sorry. We we're sorry. We looked looked Demons in a different direction. Be gone! <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. I apologize. I know. I know. Riz apologizes too for thinking that maybe you didn't have it anymore, Tracy. We love you to death. Please don't leave us. We do. Um, yes. Please, please come back. As somebody who was one of your biggest fans and supporters for a long time, I'm glad you're back, buddy. Yeah. God, he's Keep killing out there. It. Keep he was, killing it. He was wrecking ball out there. That was awesome. So that uh, Jamal Williams limited practice. So he was on the field. Um, I gotta feel like he's gonna be there this week. If he's limited now, I. It's gotta been three weeks. Like Remember, he mi- he missed the Philly game. Then he had the bye. Then he missed the the Steelers game. You know, the, 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 feels like he'd have been the, on injured reserve, right? If it was right. Cleveland. Um, it sounds like the weather this weekend is going to be very similar to what Pittsburgh was last weekend, and their stadium is literally in Lake Erie. Um, they 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 artificially created a. a, a dock and reef to, to put it out the stadium in there it's a game that he can get in fortunately cleveland takes better care of their football field than pittsburgh that football field in oh pittsburgh that was an embarrassment th- was that dangerous. that is they the nfl should seriously look at, at at making them fix that you cannot keep playing they had three high school games there friday they had a college game there saturday that's that's unprofessional they said that was the last time they're playing on that grass that is absolutely not how you do the pro you don't give the pro teams with all that money wrapped up in them the the crappy facilities unless you're in cincinnati this is just incredibly bad form and dangerous i can't believe and the and the grass i mean you could see the strip but the the complete difference in the footing Right, if you're cutting between one and the other, I mean that is just so risky. I, there is, should be some yeah, serious that's consequences. Not cool. That's really, really not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, great point, Riz. Thanks for that because um, that, that that's one that I was thinking about, but hadn't hadn't remembered to bring up. So, all right, uh, Jerry Jacobs, he's got the groin. He was full practice. Jerry looks like he's going to be back, and he's he looks great out there again, man. I love me some Jerry. He he was okay. he he was lucky that it was Mason Rudolph throwing the football and not somebody with arm strength. He looked great uh, out there. I don't. We'll see if someone else was throwing the football. Maybe he didn't, he, but he did. The play where Jerry <laughs> stumbled a little bit and got beaten by Deontay Johnson on a ten-yard out route, and the fact that Mason Rudolph threw it while Jerry was still getting himself, and Jerry got to the ball like well, like that should have been a touchdown, yeah. and Jerry damn near picked it off. Yeah. <laughs> that look, got Mason Rudolph. If you if you want so so those of you who are convinced that I can never say anything good about Jared Goff, I would absolutely take Jared Goff over Mason Rudolph one hundred percent every day of the week and Sunday too. Yeah, going back, uh, Don H. He definitely deserves to be highlighted. Big body count for that game. Absolutely, there was that. That, that look at TJ Watt. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's... They're they're in a lot of trouble if he's I, and I have not paid any attention to to the Steelers this week. Uh, yeah. But if if he's down for any significant amount of time, that, that's the defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, he, uh, by the way, Panay Sewell kicked his ass, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> yeah, twenty two yep. pass reps they went against one another. Twenty two of those, T.J. Watt did not get into the backfield. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that Penny very quietly and and can we just go back to having taylor decker back how great that was 
Oh, I mean, so he had the, nice. the one jump, right? But, oh, oh well, that happens. I he, he didn't play a perfect game by any means, but damn, it was nice to have him back. <laughs> Six pins in his finger. I'm, I'm, I'm happy he played. <laughs> he looked good. He looked good. I mean, God, and you get ragged now. It's a whole different, it's just a whole different team. You know what I mean? God, we would manhandle some people out Yesterday there. you saw, or yesterday, Sunday. I, I watched the game again yesterday. Tuesday is film day for me. Sunday we saw the um, the embodiment of what Dan Campbell was talking about when he wanted to bite kneecaps. That's the offensive embodiment of it. That's 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 what he was trying to do. The what you do off that is you have the play action off that, and you have the deep threats, and that's something that they weren't capable of doing. A because the quarterback was injured. B because the weather sucked. C because the wide receivers did not play well either. Um, I I will not let them off. Amon Ross St. Brown did not play well. Um, aside from the stat sheet, what it tells you or not, he did not. He didn't run routes great. He's in the wrong spot at the wrong time too often in pass routes. Yeah, and you see it in the spacing when they're doing their a lot of the short routes that are like working off one another. He's not where he needs to be fast enough, often enough. Yep, and that that's something that he's really got to work on because uh, it there there was one of the one of these swing passes and I forget who it was too, uh, but but. Amon Ra was, and there was the other one where he just flat out missed the block. Like, obviously, he, he was asked to hold the block probably longer than he should have. But, it, like, you gotta, you gotta at least, like, you can't do just like this and, and expect the, an NFL caliber defender to bounce off you and, and go away. Right. Like, they're gonna try to get through you. And right now, that's what his blocking is. So, th- there's a lot of work to be done there um, for. If, if we're going to talk about player development and seeing, you know, if these guys can play at another level, that's one of the things that I'm going to be watching because he, that's two of the last three games where he's played poorly individually, aside from the the passing offense stinking around him. Yeah, and that's that's a cause for concern. Yeah, the one cause for concern I had was Amon Ra Coven uh, trying to block T.J. Watt. I think we need to rethink that play. That was not a smart <laughs> idea either. Um. Where was it? Don still can't buy a Sewell jersey. They don't have any. I will tell you, if you go to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com, you can get yourself a Penny Sewell signed ball. And we know it's real. They are all real. But that one came directly from the Lions organization. They said they donated it to the auction for us. So you can head over to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get it. Um, there's a little a little glitch going on with the site. If you want to bid on something and you aren't uh, already a user, Go down to the bottom right, scroll down to the admin section and click on login or sign in there or, or register, I think. But I think, I don't think it's registered. And then go to register and you register the site, then add a billing and shipping address, and then you can start bidding. Um, I'll have to, it, you're supposed to be able to just click on bid and it pops it up to register and do all that stuff, but it's not working. I don't know why. I'll fix that, but you have a workaround right there. Um, I'm also adding the Jerry Jacobs stuff this week. It has been, like I said, crazy with the, the regular job and work. Since that 24-hour, it took some recovery time. Da, 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 da. But uh, we've got some Jerry Jacobs stuff. We had a great fan of the podcast donate a TJ Hawkinson jersey. We're adding that. Um, we have a bunch of other stuff. I can really quick, if I can make this work. i got to go this way. i got a flashlight to do it. Right. Everything's backward. There. There. That is a dirty football from Jerry Jacobs. Got a Sweet. More helmet down there. All those things will get added. Uh, good stuff coming for uh added to the auction a lot of really really great stuff out there so do not the jerry jacobs signed football that will be added said it does say to detroit lions podcast it has his saying that he said that i just like i loved when he said it says never give up signed jerry jacobs it's a really really cool ball it's something that i think a little 
kind of uh, inspirational kind of message on there for whoever uh, wins that that bid. I mean, never give up from Jerry Jacobs. Is, it means a little bit more. You know what I mean? All right, let's get into it. Um, let's talk about starting quarterbacks for the for the Lions. Uh, Tim Boyle. I have a, an autographed small ball from him that I got at the training camp. I was thinking of putting in the auction as well since he's now our starting quarterback. Um, we talked a little bit about this, Riz. I mean, wh- yeah. where are we as a team right now? Do we want Boyle to be the guy, or is there something else we need to do as a team to figure this out? I do want to see him get a shot. And, and like I said, I think it's a chance to evaluate Anthony Lynn's offensive scheme. Is it Jared Goff not able to run it, or is it, you know, okay, it just sucks. Like, Tim Boyle can't do this either, and they're very different quarterbacks. Boyle, if, if you rewind to training camp and preseason, has a very good arm down the field. On short throws, he misses low, like, all the time. Like, if you, if you were a catcher in, in – in baseball, and he's your pitcher. He's throwing like like fifty footers, um, and, and you're 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 scrambling to catch wild pitches all the time. You never know where it's going to go. His accuracy gets better the farther he throws it, which is sort of weird. Um, but it, it's not uh, Nate Sudfeld, who's I think he's still with the Eagles as a quarterback, played at Indiana, was the same kind of guy. Like he couldn't throw a short pass to save his life, but if he needed to throw a forty five yard seam, like turkey hole seam. Done. (laughs) It's a very odd thing. So I wonder how much, and and we do not know officially that Tim Boyle is going to be the starting quarterback this weekend, but I would expect to have Tim Boyle come out and take the first team reps for the rest of the week in practice. And I will be somewhat surprised if he doesn't start because, again, you brought it up earlier in the show. It's going to be wet in Cleveland. It's not going to be ideal field conditions. Um, I do not know Tim Boyle's hand size, but I do know that they're probably bigger you know, than Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it'd be hard not to be at least as, as yeah. big as Jared and, and he also has some mobility. Um, he is a guy who can tuck and run a little bit. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's not. He's he's more. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he, he's, he's co- actually he's, the mobility is somewhat like Baker Mayfield in that it's an opportunistic, it's not something you would want to design, um, but he can take off and, and you know pick up a first down or two for you. Um, sort of the way that his quarterback coach, Mark Brunel, used to do for Jacksonville yes. back in the day. Yes. All right. I, I, that, that was absolutely Period at the end of sentence. I think that's awesome. Let's 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 end the boil and quarterback talk at that point, and we'll we'll go more yeah. than that. I do want to hit a couple show pieces. Uh, we'll be doing the show with uh, Tony Ortiz this Friday. We're back in the saddle for that. We have a post game show. Uh, it's at the Browns. So we'll have Sam Ann again on Sunday. There's no. Let me go back. Our weekly podcast will not be on Wednesday. It'll be on Tuesday next week because we have the holiday coming up. There's no post. Thanksgiving show. is next week, folks. Isn't Holy crazy? crap. Isn't that crazy? No post game show next week. Oh um, sorry, I'm going to be face stuff with turkey and, and family. Look, we, we, all, we all have the deal. Yeah. yeah. We, like, and our families know it. You, you, you watch the Lions. Somebody is the sacrificial lamb in, in my family. It's my wife. We're just having dinner with the four of us this year. We're staying at home. No no guests. We're being COVID responsible. Um, she's making dinner. We're going to eat. like As soon as Dan Campbell's press conference is over, because I do have to write notes on that. Um, and my bosses at USA Today are gracious enough that they're like, 
we understand that your audience is also going to be eating. So you like, don't don't publish anything from like four to eight because nobody's reading. Nobody cares mm-hmm. at that point. Like get back to it later. So that the, the I, I'm, I'm thankful that the the powers that be understand that and then. Enjoy enjoy family time. Like hopefully the Lions give you a win and something to cheer about. It is the Bears. They're they're vulnerable. <laughs> this is and and this is something they might have a different coach by then. Who knows? <laughs> take time. Like if especially if you're a busy person, just take time and make time for your family. Like please you, do cut out the periods and not just for Thanksgiving. Like times at night. Don't miss those family moments. Don't miss that time with the people that matter to you. Whether it's friends, family, whatever. As busy as you are. Make it a priority to take time to throw all the shit away and go recharge with the people that matter. I'm telling you, it will make everything better. Everything in your it life made better. it made so much difference last week. So last week, and if you read my ten cents column at, at Real GM, you would you, you would have picked up on this. Uh, last week was Veterans Day, and uh, I took a a friend of mine out to breakfast the day after Veterans Day, and it led to our conversation about. Not all veterans feel appreciated other than on Veterans Day. And it was something that really struck with me. He's like, you're the first person that's ever bought me anything for being a veteran that isn't on Veterans Day. And and he's 52 years old. Yeah. I'm like, wow. that's And, like he, and he's been, he, he is a uh, first Gulf War vet. He was in, in 91, 92. Um, he's been out of active duty for, I want to say, 15 years. Um, and that, that was... That, that was striking to me. Like, wow. Like, just be, just because we have one arbitrary day on the calendar, don't forget about your veterans the rest of the time. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. Um, and that, that really stuck with me. But but seeing him, because I hadn't seen him in a long time. Um, and I also had dinner with my old neighbor um, uh, who uh, works for GM. Um, Liz and Wixom was the reason why we went to the drafting table the first year. Um, he came back over, um, and we had dinner uh, Tuesday night last week. And put the phones away. Three hours. We sat there at New Holland Brewery. Just shooting the shit, and it was so awesome. It means everything, man. It means it was everything. awesome, man. I felt so good after that. Yeah. Seeing those two guys in in a twenty four hour period was just like, damn, that was great, man. <laughs> so take time out and do that. And and hey, if the if the football game gets out, like uh, there was a hell of a lot of people in Cleveland that went to cider mills last weekend and, and bailed on that game because that game got ugly quick. Yeah. <gasps> no. Dark. Okay, it's coming oh. back, I think. Okay, we're back. Okay. Wow. Chris had a power surge. That was weird. Um, I bumped the bad the bad key. <laughs> I was gonna say the otter in your, your pond in your backyard got into the thing. I bumped the bad key. I gotta pull that one off the keyboard. All right, so yes, next week on Tuesday we will do a show. There is no show on uh no post game show on th- on the, the, the Thanksgiving game. And then the week following, we're doing Tuesday again. Because I shall uh, be leaving Wednesday to head back to Detroit. We'll be doing a couple of things. We're getting together with Sam and hopefully Riz and Tony Ortiz as well. We'll be doing a couple of hits that we'll put together on the YouTube channel and, uh, and put some stuff out there for you all. So there you go. Let's see uh, the stuff we got to do for the stuff we got to do. Um, all right. Let's really quick hit uh, look ahead quickly to the Browns. We've been looking all over for an expert on the Browns. I guess we're going to settle on you, Riz. Uh, tell me, are they looking for golf in all the wrong places? <laughs> they are. They are such a weird team, Chris. They have, when they're healthy, from one to fifty-three, the most talented roster, top to bottom, in the NFL. And I, I say that. Yes, I am from Cleveland, and yes, I do cover the team, so I probably do have some bias there. They are loaded. I mean, you look at, and they just don't play well all the time. This is a team that 
bombed Cincinnati. They they tore the doors off the Bengals when the Bengals were in first place. Yeah. And then one week later, they come out and now now Browns fans are like, we got to dump Baker. We got to go get Mitchell Trubisky because he's the answer. Because Baker sure as hell ain't it. Like that that that's been the discussion in my Twitter timeline for the last thirty six hours, and I'm so who, pissed at myself for not deleting that tweet after? because I was going to and I didn't. What other polar bear do they want to wrestle? Who else are they after for a quarterback instead of Baker? <laughs> <laughs> they could be after Jerkoff. They could be after any number of people. Jared oh Goff, my God. folks. Jared Goff. There. That's how bad things are in Cleveland. There, there, there are. A, a, you can you can go into my Twitter mentions and you will find these people. There are at least two hundred and fifty of them who will tell, straight up tell you we want Jared Goff over Baker Mayfield. And as much as I've tried to convince them otherwise, mm-hmm. as much as Rams fans and Lions fans have tried to convince them otherwise, they are so far out on Baker. It is wild to me that I'm reliving Matthew Stafford in Cleveland. Let me let me just really really quick. I, this is something I think really interesting. I know fans are starting to turn a little bit on Stafford as well. If I can just turn it for a little bit to the to the Rams yeah. here. Um, he had a bad game. He had, he, 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 had a, he had a Stafford game. This is one of those he games did. that he has, and it's yep. about that time of the year that they come around. Um, people are starting to wonder, is, is this the guy? What's going on with Matthew Stafford? Let's not forget that Jared Goff hung 33 points on those 49ers. Matthew Stafford got 10. Um, I and, and look, I'm willing to open up talks. I would accept Matthew Stafford in two firsts for Goff. If they want to put something together, I think that's probably a fair enough deal to take staff off their hands. The aging quarterback, you know what I mean, with the problems that he has. Do, can we go into the, the the missiles? Can we go into the how he throws the ball? Can, can, can somebody that's the the pick six that bounced <laughs> off his receiver into Jimmy Ward's hands? Jared Goff doesn't do that. <laughs> Baker Mayfield doesn't do that either, for that matter. That's. That's that's the knock like, that, on Stafford that, that I had since the beginning, and I love the man. Again, you you can be critical about players that you really like. Yes, I, I've been that. Way. Tracy Walker's a great example. You know that everybody who's listened to this podcast for years knows that I love that dude. But dude didn't play well last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you got you, you can't give him a pass just because you like him. Right? That's not how this. That's not how this job works. <laughs> but we, we talked about on the on the twenty four hour podcast where you're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Is there something about how Matthew Stafford throws the ball? And I've been looking at it more, and I just I just got something, and I forget where I saw it. Um, the 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 he got benched at Georgia. Because he kept blasting the hands off of his receivers because he couldn't throw a touch pass. It is about how he throws the ball. He just blasts people. I mean, and and you think he doesn't run in the family. Kelly Stafford nailed a 49er with a pretzel. Guy ran it in for six. I mean, come on. What a <laughs> mess. <throw> night. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so the, the restraint that went on from the Lions media throng when that news broke that Kelly threw a pretzel at someone, give it up to Chris Burke, to Dave Burkett, to Justin Rogers, to Kyle Mikey, and, and Ben Raven, and, and a lot of other dudes for not not going where they really wanted to go. And I will tell you, they really wanted to go there, but they kept it professional. <laughs> you say I'm not professional? Is that what you're saying? Am I getting the back end? I don't care. I haven't heard anything bad about Kelly. You just complimented her throwing for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't work for the man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say anything bad about her. I don't, I don't need that heat. Um, the pre, Yeah, the SoFi pretzel, is it's, non, it's gluten-free and over $10. <laughs> 
Oh, but they were up in they're up in Levi Stadium, right? So that yeah, had to they be were twenty dollars and gluten free and um, I don't know something else. <clears throat> Probably comes with a parking surcharge. Yeah, <laughs> you ever try to park in San Francisco? Well, the, a sewer the, fee. There's, there's stadiums in Santa Clara, which is like an hour and a half from San Francisco. Is it not? I haven't been up. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been there. So the last time I was in San Francisco was when Columbine happened, and I'll, I'll do a little diversionary story here. I was there for business. Um, my old company flew me out there for an eight day or for eight days to do three days of work. And I had a Ford Mustang convertible. Columbine happened on the third day that I was there. Everybody is transfixed and and watching it, and I was too, but I happened to have the radio on, and there was a call-in to win two tickets to Metallica recording the S&M show, and I got in. So I was at the first first Metallica S&M show recording uh, the first night. I didn't go the second night. So I got to see that because Damn. Columbine happened. So that's that's like the silver lining of all of all terrible days. Um, and th- that that was the last time I was in San Francisco. And I need to get back out there again. I want to see Metallica again too. Yeah, I'd rather see it somewhere <laughs> else. It's, the town's gone to hell. <laughs> it was. I, I just remember, like at that time, this was this was was it 1999? Yeah, and gas was like I li- I lived in Virginia at the time, and gas was like. Like two seventeen, yeah. I had to buy gas four eighty nine. Like what the hell? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Vegas is the other place that I think's gone bad. Oof, oh, that's what happened I to those places. Ah, oh, used to be uh, so much better. All right, Vegas. You, you by the way, um, plan uh, sometime next year. Um, I turn fifty next year, and I'm going to Las Vegas, and I want you there. So done, man. Done. Absolutely done for sure. You'll you'll be with some of my fraternity brothers and and close friends, but I can uh, hang. You know I can hang. Yes, yes, you can. So uh, that that'll be that'll be awesome. Can we bring block, Sam block in that too? time off? Can we bring Sam in too? Absolutely. Oh, he was just there. I know. I know. That's, he made the, he made the bet that we got our money back. <laughs> the push. All right. Well, then he went and bet. So here's the thing. He we put money on the Lions to beat Pittsburgh, and then he just didn't believe me, like you, right? And he put the money on the Lions to go zero and seventeen. I got all my money back for the Lions bet. <laughs> he hate the zero and seventeen. Poor guy. I told him I'd split it with him, but he's like, no. I I'm kicking the Lions. Forward. By the way, are five and they're five and four against the spread this year. Wow! 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 Browns. Browns are Browns are three and seven. So. Interesting. Three and eight. They've played 11 games. Or this will be their 11. They're three and seven. See, yeah. tactile Puma. Here it is. 50 shades. Um, it's not like Kelly has never seen Matthew lose a game before. LOL. That's the thing. <laughs> That's a great, <laughs> great is, comment. It is. Staff, I, I mean, you've got to think so this much. guy is like, Kelly, just just because like, he's so calm and mellow, right? He's got to be like, just stop. Would you would you please just stop, right? And, and yeah. it's like, nope. In I'm all seriousness, pretzels, though, I'm, like, I'm doing like, crazy. They take their kids everywhere. Like, yeah. you just saw mom fling a pretzel at somebody who was probably saying something bad about dad. What what kind of life lesson is that? <laughs> How many like the videos that she shoots and throws up on Insta and stuff, and he just looks like shut that thing off man just shut it off like he's got this and she's like, <laughs> like and you know maybe it takes her seeing herself do that like i i remember 
Um, we record all of our kids' basketball games, and there was there was a game three years ago where I screamed at a ref because he, he my 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 kid got got hit in the face, and they didn't call a foul on it. And he's like like on the ground, like bleeding, and they didn't call it. And I screamed at him, and I, I my wife showed me the video of it, and she, she's like, "You look like a fucking idiot." I'm like, "You're right." So now I try my damnedest to be quiet and only cheer positively because I don't want to be I don't. Want, that, I don't want to set that example for my kids. I don't want to set my that example for the other people that are around me. Yeah, no, um, no, no. And, and so the, I'm, I'm I'm trying to be very cognizant of that, and I, I hope that Kelly learns from that because uh, again, I assume her kids were there. They they, they take their kids yeah. everywhere. It's interesting. You got Don saying pressure on Stafford like he's never known before. Sometimes it's better the devil, you know. This is interesting about you think about self defeating behavior, self sabotage. And where Stafford is, and like all this, this is. Uh, we'll go into this later. We'll do this. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I'll tell you, I, I had an outburst at a ref this last weekend. We did my, my son's birthday is uh, uh, Veterans Day, and then we went out to Florida, did the campus tour at UF, and it's a gorgeous campus, gorgeous campus. He just knocked top three percent in the nation, um, national national merit honor scholar. He just just missed it top 12 in his class of 600 kids just nailed it like through the through the roof like it's just he just that's really sweet it. yeah he's just really blowing my mind um he that's awesome. we went to florida we checked out university of florida great school really it's like number five public university he's like i mean that's where i want to go i do my thing whatever so we did the whole tour got to you know stay and have and see all kinds of stuff we met carter uh from the slack Oh, who actually, awesome. He, he actually, his his parents and where he grew up is only like two and a half miles from where I wound up living. And, and we found each other. He was a podcast listener when I was, still lived in California. So uh, we saw him. He did the Q&A about the, uh, um, the university with us over dinner, which I did and just did a whole bunch of stuff. It was great. He gave us all kinds of sweet, sweet. info. Grabbed a hotel, went to the Florida game the next day. And it, it was like, what was that it? Was 70, that was Samford. Yeah. They played Samford, right? Yeah. There was oh, like that was a game. Two points oh scored. Yeah. God. It was great. <laughs> it was great. I felt like well, a couple of things, right? Football in the South is a little bit different than it, what it is from where I've been before. It There's is. a different kind it of intensity is. amongst the fans. There's also this, I, I call it the, it's a combination of the modern kind of cheer and things that, you know, that, that go on. And then the, the old 23 skidoo, like the old school like stuff. And it, they, they blended it together pretty well. And they did a great, it was very, I felt like I was at a very, a European like uh, soccer or a European, like I've been to a couple of hockey games in Germany, very interactive with the crowd. Very, very good. But I, you know, people were getting some angry. There's some really, really bad calls in the game. And I went there as a, you know, I like Florida. They're interesting to watch. It's, they're not my college team. They may be if my son winds up there and all that. But um, I found myself really frustrated with a lot of the bad calls coming from the ref. And there was a point where you would have said that Chris has some kind of disease. Because <laughs> uh, I just was like, out of nowhere, I just... Like, it, it was like a string of curse words and like put downs and directly at the ref. And we're only like, we're in the third row. Like I could have like padded guys on top of the, they were so close to the to the, to the side. Like I could touch helmets and stuff. Right. And I know the ref could hear like what I had going on. I just like, I said it, my wife looked at me, I looked at her. I was like, I like, I couldn't believe it came out. You know what I mean? I was like, I've got nothing invested. I don't even have a bet on this game. Right? There's nothing except I'm here for enjoyment. And I, I, I was just so mad. I like, I like, oh my God. Oh man. Breathe, <laughs> breathe, breathe, breathe. It's funny. It's funny. All right. 
Let's talk. Do you want to do a little around the division, or do you want to just stick with let's look ahead of the Browns? Let's just look ahead of the Browns. Okay, okay. Let's um, do that. We, we, the uh, because they're they're a fa- again they're a fascinating team. They are capable of beating anybody, and they are capable of losing to anybody, and both ways in spectacular fashion. Uh, they so as I said earlier, they they play the Ravens back to back with a buy in between. They're going to win one of those games by thirty, and they're going to lose one of those games by thirty. There's no other outcomes possible. That's just the way that this Brown season goes. Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder, and he also broke the humerus right up here at the top where it attaches in. So he's got a messed up shoulder. Every time he gets hit and goes down, it's like you wonder if they're going to have to come out and scrape him off the turf. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of drama around Baker in Cleveland. I'll just just leave it at that. <laughs> um, their wide receiver play has fallen off a cliff, and and that you know uh, Odell didn't work. They needed it to work. Jarvis Landry is not playing well this year. Uh, they have Donovan Peoples-Jones shows promise. He's inconsistent. Anthony Schwartz is a sprinter playing wide receiver. He's had a couple of great plays. He is so completely lost as a blocker that they can't play him that much. And Rashard Higgins has regressed too. So they had this like really well-oiled passing machine last year, and, and all the wheels are off of it. Austin Hooper at tight end isn't having the same year. David Ojoku will have... Again, it's weird because I compared to Eric Ebron as a draft prospect, and I watched Ebron all the way through, and I've watched Nojoku all the way through. I'm like, God dang, they're parallel lines, man. Um, Nojoku's better. He's certainly higher end, but there's a lot of frustration there. You know, defensively, I love the idea. You, you brought it up. How about how the, the Lions attacked the, the good Steelers the strength, line? Yeah. New England did that very thing to Miles Garrett. They, they had a tackle, they had a tight end, they had wide receivers chip in, and they ran at him and Malik Jackson on that side all day. And that'll and frustrate guys like that. It. Guys that succeed and beat other people all the time and are used to beating people with their superior ability yep. and athleticism, they get frustrated when you can you can shut them down like that. And that, it, it's, it's, it multiplies, it's exponential. Yeah, it is. The, the issue with the Browns is that the way that you beat their secondary is you throw over the top. Now, if Tim Boyle's in the game, that changes that dynamic and, and it puts a feather in, in Lions' cap. If Jared Goff is in, they're picking off five passes. Um, mm-hmm. that, that They go for interceptions. Now, they're not very good at getting them, but guys like Denzel Ward, uh, Greg Newsom, their first-round pick, who's been really, really good, they have playmakers back there. Even AJ Green, who's who's played some, not not the AJ Green wide receiver, but this is the the cornerback. Mm-hmm. They got dudes who are going to make plays there. They're going to give up some plays too because they're going to try to make plays. Yeah. And if it, uh, this is actually a great game for Tim Boyle to come into, because the way that you beat the Browns is you smash mouth and then you pop over the top. Like they're going to shut down. Well, they don't do tight ends very well either. Um, but they they will stop like the lateral flow. Like they. Their linebackers sideline to sideline are really good. You've got to go right at him. You got to you got to try to smack him in the mouth and and hope that you know you hope that you break a few tackles. They they signed John Johnson, and this is a precautionary measure for everybody who's out there who's like, oh, go get the best free agent. It's going to work. Best free agent safety on the market last year. Browns paid top dollar for him. He stinks. 
He's he, he was he was great in Los Angeles, great for the Rams. He stinks in Cleveland. It doesn't work. It's not working at all. He had one and a half good games. The rest of the time, he's been their version of Will Harris, and they're paying him forty four million dollars in three years to be that. That reminds it, me. I mean, go, to go back to um, Jer, uh, OBJ, I'm telling you that train with when you got Matthew at his kind of this point for the year he had that game they've got to play Green Bay in Green Bay OBJ look Cooper couldn't get you know all week in the bye week OBJ is like I'm learning this playbook you throw me the ball Cooper can't catch it Cooper can't catch it man give it to me he's getting in between those guys that's he's inserting himself in there because why he wants the targets he thinks he's the guy right he's not used to catching Matthew Stafford passes you don't do those one-handed Right. This is this is going to be this is a recipe for absolute disaster and, 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 and a very interesting pick for the Lions this year. I am so anxious to see how that plays out. But that's the same kind of thing. You bring a guy in, you think he's going to be all that. And then he's not. The other thing about Tim Boyle. There's there's not really any film. There's no film on what MCDC is doing with his offense. All you know right now is they ran a six man front to attack the front, the defensive front on, on Pittsburgh. You have no idea what he's going to do. There's no film on Boyle. There's no understanding of what MCDC is going to do. I mean, they can schematically think about it a little bit, but th- this is going to be another surprise. This is, I'm going to say, you know, you say it's 31 way or the other. And I think it's a toss up of which way the 30 point winner is. I think the Lions are just as likely to win this game as lose it. They, uh, we'll, we'll do the game again because I've done this three times on it. I've been wrong every time. The Lions team that played last weekend beats the Browns team that played last weekend. Yeah. But if you go back to their games before that, the Browns team that played the Bengals and the Lions team that played the Eagles, the Browns win 79 to nothing. The inconsistency from both the teams. Now, obviously, Cleveland's had a little bit more success. They are 5-5. Five and five. Uh, So, you know, they, they're, they're getting by there, but... One team is going to be really, really angry after this game this week. I can tell you that yes. much for sure. Uh, I have to hit Jamison Hennessy, which is the we've talked about this with him before. And Jameson he, says he says it's a real name, but he, it's a combination of the best names. Thank you so much for the super chat, brother. Really, really appreciate that. Um, love it. Cheers, brother. I, I love you. that people are given. That's just that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy about that. I want to. Can I do a quick update? I, I hate to interrupt the Browns talk, but I want to. People keep asking about Case and what's going on. Yeah. He, he hates us. He's a, he's a piece of crap. We hate him, too. He'll never, ever talk to us again, and it's his fault. No, no he's going it. well. I just want to put this up here. Um, this is one of the reasons. Oh, yeah. As you can that would see. be a wedding announcement for those of you who can't see the what, or, or doing the audio version oh, of this. Thank you. Yeah, save the date. Brit and Case are getting hitched. Uh, two super, you know, the characters of their face on superhero uh, bodies. As you, as you can tell, I mean, Case... Freaking outkicked his coverage by a mile. This guy, I wouldn't. I don't know how he even pulls a female of the species. Yet he hey, Case has a, an, a, a peculiar charm to him. He's a peculiar guy with a lot of charm. That's that's where I, where I go. Um, he, he he had the best line ever uh, when the oil fields were big in North Dakota, um, and, and there was like so many men and so so few women. I was like, gosh, you're, you're you know the the ladies must think that's awesome. He said, well. They say the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> that's like this. That's like, that's my 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 culmination of cases, I, kind of I, like charm and personality, all in that little statement right there. Yeah. So no, he's doing great. He's just super, super, super busy with with the the wedding and life and his new beautiful bride to be. Um, we'll have him on again. I promise. I promise. Yes, we'll I, I'm happy for that dude. 
absolutely okay so nutshell i I gotta get really quick i gotta take out my app and see what my game line is um all right so depending on where you are shopping for your app i've seen nine and a half i've seen 11 um wow well i don't like it the the only one we got in florida is the hard rock one because they're still working out the legalities of this i don't know that one so it's 11 we get yeah plus 425 for the lions i kind of like that i kind of like that that's now, keep in mind, they're breaking in a new kicker this week. Uh, Cleveland Cleveland is not an easy place to kick. Much like Pittsburgh, the way that the wind flows in, it will be different from one end zone to the other end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's just the way that, the, the, again, the stadium literally sits in Lake Erie. Um, so it's, it's you know, it, it's peculiar. Greg and, I, Greg and I over there, I'm actually wearing the shirt from, uh, from being yeah, at the draft yeah, yeah. in Cleveland. That was fun. What do you think the over-under is? It was very wet and cold. Uh, it's probably pretty low. Yeah, 44. Uh, because, yeah, uh, and, and some of that is the Lions. Some of that is the Browns' offense. Um, I mean, they put up seven last week. They're favoring um, the under at minus doing. 120 and the, and the over at minus 105. So so I did a, a Browns podcast. What was that? I've done, I've done too many. I'm doing two more tomorrow. Um, was that this? Yeah, it was this morning, and the host on that one told me that they think that Nick Chubb will be back this week, and mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb is back, that is a big boost for Cleveland. They missed him. Dearness Johnson's good, but it's sort of like like we talked about with DeAndre Swift earlier. Like he's good at doing X and Y, but if you ask him to also do Z, it sort of takes away from everything else. And and they kind of did that last week a little bit. Um, so it, God, like that'll that be nice. Kareem, Kareem, Kareem Hunt won't be back. Baker is hurt. They have injury issues on their defense. Clowney is in and out and enigmatic. Uh, I like that plus 425. I really do. That's a good return. You put a small bet on that. You know what I mean? You can you can turn that into. Yeah, you put a nickel on that. You're good. Four to one. A little four and a quarter to one odds. Yeah, yeah that, that's. The the Lions, they had a better chance of beating Pittsburgh, quite honestly, especially with Mason Rudolph in the game. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they can't win this game. I don't expect them to win this game, but the way that the Browns have been all over the damn map, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lions won this game. Uh, again, the Browns team to play last week was... Uh, there was just so many bad things about it, and they didn't handle it well. You saw Miles Miles Garrett is one of the smartest people off the field in the NFL. Like that dude, that dude's there's there's a lot going on up there. Yeah, and he called out the coaches after the game in the press conference, and that is not something that he does without knowing what it's going to create. And that's fascinating to me um, that they're going down that path now. Um, it's a I'll tell you what, it's a very rough week to cover the Browns, <laughs> and so. Yeah, uh, the, the Lions are my priority. Um, they they are my they're my baby, and they are my team. But there are weeks where it's easier for me to just mentally to like, I need I need a break. I'm going to go cover the Browns for a little bit because there seems to be a lot more positivity going on. Yeah. That's not happening this week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... The, the the Lions are my happy place this week, and that's that's not that common in the four years that I've done this. Five, five. This is five. Fuck, God, five years. Oof. My five year anniversary is coming up uh, in like three weeks. So happens to get old, right? These things, it these does, anniversaries yeah. keep rolling on by like a gas pump. Just 
Ching, 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 ching. All right. Well, there you go. That's our look ahead. Uh, Baker Mayfield held together with duct tape at this point. That's right. Tactile Puma. He's one hit away from seeing their version of Boyle. <laughs> now, okay, so Case Keenum is their backup. Ooh. Case Keenum Ooh. does a very good job of being Case Keenum. He Former does Rams not throw the ball star. down the field, but he knows he's not going to throw the ball down the field. Uh, he, by the way, is the guy who uh, Jared Goff replaced. Uh, can, I, so, can I just really quick say, how great is it that that Goff and Keenum are the two backups in the Cleveland and Lions game? Can you get this? What this Somewhere Jeff Fisher is talking about seven and nine bullshit somewhere. <laughs> Greg Williams is having aneurysm somewhere. Oh, man, that's great stuff. All right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just on to me as we're, we're talking. Like, yeah, Jared Goff took Case Keenum's job. Case Keenum went to Minnesota and, and had a phenomenal year. I think he went 12 and three and took them to the playoffs. Yep. Um, and that, that, believe it or not, is how Kevin Stefanski got hired in Cleveland from that season. Yep. That's how he got promoted up the ladder and like made his made his name in coaching circles. It's like, wow, we, we got to look at this young guy in, 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 in Minnesota. Like, look what he did with Case Keenum. Wow, what's, what's, that guy's got something going on. What's the Kellen Moore crew going to do to you if he's successful as a head coach? I have I have always said that he would be a very good coach. He's, he's a very smart football mind. I just don't ever want him throwing the football ever. <laughs> okay, there you go. I was just, I was just giving uh, you the opportunity. Uh, to kind it, of it, was, it was all physical with him. He physically did not have the capability to play quarterback. Mentally, he was fine. Okay, we'll go with that. We'll end on that bombshell. Uh, don't forget about Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Also, all your great stuff. You look at that Penny Sewell jersey that you can't find. Keep checking at Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. That'll get you all your stuff. And don't forget about us on the old Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You get access to the Slack where we have polar bear, gorilla, deer, and other wrestling going at any point in time. You will not know what you're missing until you get into that Slack. As little as a dollar a month gets you access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. And I'm not kidding. That dollar barrier means everything to the quality of the conversation patreon.com slash detroit lions a podcast Especially today <laughs> patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast get in there have a good time follow us on twitter at det lions podcast on twitter give us that follow det lions podcast we love those follows and at el jefe riston as you see right there at jeff risden give him a follow he, he says a smart thing every now and then when he compliments it's me. over there i forget the screen's mirrored I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm tired. Oh, that is such I'm a really tired, drop. Chris. Thank you, Riz, for the dumb drop. <laughs> uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop it into your ears. Automagically. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And there's the spinning lion. He makes me happy. You know. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.